Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos, and I'm really excited because today I have with me Brian Clayton, who is a CEO and founder of GreenPal. You can learn about him and his company at yourgreenpal.com. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, Jen. Thanks for having me on. Great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you seem like a great person already to talk to. I got some really good vibes from you <laughs> before awesome. we started, so I'm really excited. Um, I thought I'd just ask this. Since 2020, I've been doing what I call like mental health check-ins because you know it, 2020 has been an interesting year. So yeah. how have you been doing? How have you been holding up with everything? Uh, for me, you know, our business luckily wasn't uh, torpedoed by COVID. We've actually grown through this. Uh, wow. We're like the Uber for lawn mowing. So people can order a lawn mowing service through our app. And so Uber Eats, like uh, DoorDash, Postmates, these companies are all having banner years through contactless mm. ordering. And we're kind of riding that wave. So yeah. I'm very, very, very fortunate. This year for me as a business owner has caused me to really just be able to like focus on what matters, focus on what's important and just be thankful that, you know, our business hasn't gotten sunk by this and that we're in business and that we've built a sustainable, profitable business. It's been kind of a reminder of when you're building your business from scratch, build it for the long haul, build it for the yeah. sustainability because there will be, there will be ups and downs like, like what we're going through right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that. I love how very early on you're like, think about the long-term goal of your business. So I have here in my notes that you've been in business for uh, 15 years. So let's go back a little. Uh, how did you end up in the lawn, lawn care business? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I've never had a job. I've always worked for myself. I've always owned my own companies. And I actually was forced into entrepreneurship by my dad when I was in high school. He uh, didn't want to pay me an allowance. And he said, you can go cut the neighbor's grass. And so he, <laughs> so he, he lied that up for me uh, very nicely and said, hey, you can go above the neighbor's yard for 20 bucks. He'll pay you 20 bucks. And he made me go cut the neighbor's grass. And by the end of that summer, I was just, I was hooked. I, I had yeah. like 10 customers in the neighborhood I was mowing yards for. And I just stuck with that lawn mowing business all through high school, all through college. Over a 15 year period of time, I built that into one of the largest landscaping companies in the state of Tennessee. Wow. And over 150 people and got it over to $10 million in revenue. And uh, in 2013, I got that business sold. And so, wow. you know, navigating that company from just myself and a push mower to over 150 people, I learned a lot about the, the trials and errors of starting a business and just the ups and downs of that journey. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it was something that made me a better person. It made me a more humble, more wise, more interesting person. That's, that's one thing that I love about, my, about business is that it can actually uh, be the thing that causes you to have an interesting story. It can be the thing yeah. that causes you to have an interesting life. And, uh, and, and so, you know, that's all I've ever known is, is, is running my own companies. After I, after I built and sold that one, I, I, uh, retired, I took some time off and I got bored and I thought, okay, uh, what's the next, what's the next thing I'm going to do with my life? And, I, yeah. and the idea for green pal was an obvious one. I was basically solving my own problem with mm. how hard it is for lawn mowing services to make a living and how hard it is for homeowners to find and hire them. And yeah. so I recruited two, two co-founders and we started working on this thing seven wow. years later, you know, we're here, we are, we're profitable and we're doing well. We, 
we have over 200,000 people that use the app every, every week to get their grass cut. And uh, we're going to do $20 million in revenue this year. So it's, 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 it's been like a hell of a journey in both businesses. And, and yeah. I'm glad that I, I got started on both of them. Man, um, I'm curious to know what your dad thinks of this because I'm sure in his mind he was all like, just you know, make your own money, like go lawn, like go mow someone else's lawn. Like it started off with that, and normally I think in in someone in your situation, um, they would do that part time. Like they just do that part time. That's like one thing to maybe get them to buy books at for school or whatever they want to use that money for. It's they usually look at that as part time um, income. However, you just somehow decided, like you found it in yourself and in the opportunity to you know turn this into a business. So, you know, what, what kind of conversations have you had with your dad since, you know, that day one of like, Hey, go mow someone's lawn. <laughs> if you want to yeah, make money. So, you know, um, he, you know, for, he was like, man, I never really, I never, he said, I, I, I'm glad I made you go, uh, <laughs> cut the neighbor's grass rather than like buying you a pair of ice skates or something, because you really, really, really went with this thing, man. And I, yeah. I don't know for me, it was like, luckily for me, I, uh, I wasn't, I'm like, I wasn't very talented at anything else. Like I wasn't the smartest guy in school. Mm. I mean, I did go to college, but I graduated with like less than a 3.0 GPA. (laughs) And like, I I wasn't like super like drawn towards any other path in life. And so Mm. for me, you know, uh, in the early days, it was about making a good living by making the kind of money I wanted to make. But as I grew that business, I started to understand that the company was more about the people that worked for it. And it was Mm. more about the community and the culture I was building building with the, you know, getting my first 10 employees, 50 employees, a hundred employees. I, I got to understand that, wow, this thing is bigger than me. This is bigger mm-hmm. than, than, than just me by myself. This is about everybody that depends on the business. And yeah. that was very fulfilling. That was something that was a lot of fun to be a part of. And so like business can be the vehicle for that. Like, I think, uh, you know, I, I think people need to find a purpose in life, you know, whatever yeah. that is. And, and I think for, for a lot of people, starting your own business can be that purpose. It can be mm-hmm. the thing that gives you purpose in life. And for me, that's, that's how it's been for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Green Pal right now. And I know you mentioned that it's sort of like the uh, Uber Eats of today. Um, I actually think it's uh, uh, amazing that, um, you know, even with, I guess, I guess because people are at home now, like they, they care more about like uh, taking care of the house and mowing the lawn and stuff like that. So I can, I can imagine why your business is boomed because if everyone's at home and looking at each other's houses, you know, across the streets, they're like, Oh, got to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, totally. We totally see that. And, and, you know, we offer up a nice convenience for homeowners to just get this chore done Mm -hmm. without having to call all over Craigslist or Facebook and, and, and get it done at a, at a reasonable price. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's the value proposition for a homeowner to, to use the app. But for service providers, that's really why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as it turns out, it's really, really hard to make your living uh, cutting grass, uh, you know, six, seven days a week. Yeah. I know because I've done it. You know, you, mm-hmm. you wake up early in the morning and you, you sharpen lawnmower blades and you're banging your knuckles, turning wrenches just to get your equipment up and going for the day. And, and then you're like out in the hot sun all day, like yeah. your back hurts. Like it's, and then, and then when you get done with all of that at night, you got to do bookkeeping and mail out invoices and like get, 
ticked off because people haven't paid you on time. Like right. that's a day in the life of, a, of somebody who makes their living in the lawn mowing business. Yeah. I set out to build a platform, my two co-founders and I, to solve all those problems for people that make their living in this, in this industry, to give them a, a, a platform they can just plug into, make material income and solve all of that headache. And that's really why we do what we do. We have over 10,000 service providers that use the platform yeah. and, and, and half of them like make their entire living on top of our technology. And we, uh, we hear stories every day, you know, you know, thank you, Green Pal. I, I bought a new truck or a new, new lawnmower or I put my kid through school or mm. you saved my home from foreclosure. Like, wow. this is why we do what we do. It's our purpose in this business. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, you know, it's a nice convenience for homeowners. Yeah. And, you know, there are some, some, some hero stories there. But the real heroes are the, the people that are just trying to make a living and that make material income on top of our technology. That's, that's a lot of fun to be a part of that. Yeah. It sounds like you're having a ton of fun. <laughs> oh man. I, like I told you, when I sold my first business, I retired. I didn't have yeah. to work anymore. And yeah. so I thought, okay, I'm going to like get started on something else. And that was seven years ago. And I haven't really worked a day in seven years. Mm. There has been 70, 80, 90, sometimes hundred hour weeks, mm -hmm. but I haven't worked a day in seven years. Oh, that's incredible. Well, Brian, you're gonna have to tell me, how did you come up with Green Pal as the name of your company? Yeah, <laughs> man, my two <laughs> co-founders and I sat in a room for like a week trying to figure uh -huh. out what the name this damn company. And I, and I knew that like I wanted it to to it to have like emphasis for uh, this is your pal. This is your mm. buddy. This is your friend. Like we don't yeah. we don't circumvent or try to get in the middle of the relationship between the homeowner and the person coming out to take care of the exterior of their home. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not, when you, when you use green pal as a homeowner, you're not hiring green pal to cut your grass. You're using the technology to find the best fit lawn mowing service for you. Yeah. And when you hire them, they're your pal, they're your bud. You know, mm -hmm. they, they are the person you're going to develop a relationship with for many years to take care of this chore for you. And so we wanted to emphasize that in the brand mm -hmm. and then green, like the color of grass, green pal. That's yeah. how we came to it. I'm embarrassed of, uh, the names that <laughs> that we went through, boy, there was some stinkers. So luckily we landed on one that was pretty good and, and, and we just stuck with it. And we created yeah. a pretty good brand around, around this is the easiest way in the world to get your grass cut. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, just very early on, even before we started recording, I was looking at uh, the company name and I was like, I was like, this sounds like a friendly company. Oh, and I, good. Yeah, and I think you were able to, um, you know, accomplish that. Awesome. Yeah, that's what we set out to do. We wanted that to be part of the brand. I, I think, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners getting started, they overemphasize on brand, you know, mm -hmm. and stuff, that stuff matters, but it really mm -hmm. doesn't matter until like later on down the road. Like business is kind of like a video game. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's 10 levels and like if you're in level one where you're making, you know, $10,000 a year and you want to get to $100,000 a year, that's level one. Just stay mm -hmm. in level one until you get that done. Don't worry about things in like level six, seven, and eight where mm -hmm. brand might come into play. But, uh, and, that, and that's kind of like how I try to codify it for new business owners. Yeah. Brand matters, but not till level four right now. Yeah. Let's get, let's get a dozen customers. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about that in the early stages about getting customers. Cause I think that people do feel like they need to have the perfect brand to get customers, but before they do, what would you advise our listeners, um, you know, on how to gain customers if they don't have that perfect brand yet? Yeah. So, you know, 
what you see is is a lot of new business owners get bogged down with things that don't necessarily matter at that stage of the game, like brand, mm-hmm. like maybe even what the website looks like, like mm-hmm. uh, getting business cards printed up, like you know getting T-shirts made. None of these things matter. Like you need to you need to to get your first five or ten or twenty customers, and mm-hmm. you need to then and then even if it's only five customers you need to look at it like, okay, it's not what I'm going to get from these customers. It's what I'm going to become. Mm. And so it's not what I get. It's what I become by serving these five people or 10 people or 20 people. I'm going to learn how to build a business out of this. I'm Mm -hmm. going to learn what problem I'm solving for them. I'm going to learn what my value proposition is. I'm going to learn how to get more of them. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of, there was a book I read in um, the early days of starting this business. It was called my life in scientific advertising. And it was written in the twenties. And what this guy says in the book, he says, we will let the dozens decide what the thousands will do. And so if you can really look at it like that, you're early adopting customers, no matter what you're mm. doing, just overserve them and try to figure out how they think, try to figure out what the customer logic is and try to figure out how you can leverage all of that, that insight to get more. A yeah. lot of uh, business owners will skip over all that. They'll start something and then maybe buy a bunch of Facebook ads and then like none of that works. And right. then they just get, uh, they just get you know, uh, uh, discouraged and they quit. And so a lot of times you got to go through that customer discovery process of, of getting that feedback from your early users and learning as much as you can to get to the next level of the video game. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. Cause, um, you know, even if people are doing ads, the intent is to get customers anyway. Um, and I think that I, I like how you stress the importance of getting that feedback early on, because I think even through that, um, they always, I've, I've always, I've heard before that the, you know, the process is part of the sale. Like if our, if your clients feel like, um, you're really taking care of them, you're really providing that kind of service. There's a chance that, you know, obviously they'll become a client, but also they'll refer other clients to you to say, Oh my gosh, like, you know, green how really prioritizes customer care, um, you should definitely reach out to them um, and, you know, get their services. And so I think it just uh, sort of creates this ripple effect um, when when you focus on the long-term goal of like, who do you want to become as opposed to like, you know, what what's the bottom line right now? Yeah. Yeah. Not what I'm getting out of this transaction right here, right now. I'm in level mm-hmm. one. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out how I'm solving problems for these people, how I'm delighting them, how I'm making their life materially better. And so for us, like, you know, the first uh, 100 lawn mowing services that used our platform, I knew personally. Mm. They had my cell phone number uh, and I had 15 years of experience in the industry. So one thing I did as kind of the the glue and the honey uh, to get their attention was I offered free consulting and free mentoring and free coaching to these uh, lawn mowing services on how to grow their lawn mowing business. And then it was like, okay, that's free. And then, hey, I'm built, I'm working on this green pal thing. You want to try it out? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, let me know your feedback as you're using it. All this is free. And, and I did that for like two years wow. to understand, okay, this is how we build the product. This is how we build the platform. And mm-hmm. so the idea of giving before you ask anything and really over-serving is kind of a, a competitive advantage that you have in the early days in level one of the game that, that players in level nine, 10, or 11 in the game don't have because they have too many customers. Mm. Whereas you only have 10 or 100, you can have that personal relationship, not because you want to be stuck in that part of the game for five years, but because this is how I'm going to leverage and get to the next level. Mm. 
Powerful. I, I love that. I think that's great for uh, small business owners or even those who are starting out to know early on that it's not about the branding. It's not about the Facebook ads. It's about maybe people who are already in your network and people that already know, like, and trust you and saying, Hey, can you try this out and give me your feedback <laughs> and exactly. then building it from there and making it super, super, super easy for them to give you that feedback, removing all the friction. I mean, yeah. phone, text, email, LinkedIn, DM, Instagram, it doesn't matter where, like, <laughs> Like in the app, chat, everything. Like it has to be so simple for them to hit you up. And it's seven days a week, 365 yet that for the first year, like you need that river of feedback from your early adopting customers and users. So you even mm-hmm. know like how to chart your way to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I really have to uh, commend you for so far with Green Pal, Brian, is that, um, you know, your business has doubled every year uh, for the last five years. And again, it's uh, it seems like it's skyrocketed, <laughs> skyrocketed hmm. since uh, 2020. And so um, I feel like you've already dropped a ton of knowledge uh, already in terms of building a business. But what would you say, if there's any other piece of advice about building a business, what, what do you feel like was your like key to success in, in these years of you doubling your income or doubling your business every year to, you know, now just skyrocketing <laughs> in 2020. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like the first we, and so I, I was kind of chuckling when you were talking. Uh, I just, I always like, we look back the first year we ended with 22 customers, half of them were my friends and family. <laughs> and so it. now we have over 200,000, but like back then, so and then like, and then the, I think we made like all in, like we made like $10,000 as like gross revenue for the first year. And so like, I think, I think to, you know, you gotta, you gotta look at this like a marathon, not a sprint. Um, You have to really like have some sort of driving ambition to, to achieve whatever it is you're trying to achieve. And so it's not necessarily money's important to all of us, but mm-hmm. it's gotta be something more than money. Like you, you almost like have to have like this burning desire to make something of yourself mm-hmm. and business can be the vehicle to make something of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's the thing that gets you through the first three years. It's really tough. And so that's kind of like a big picture, kind of like manage your personal psychology kind of thing at a tactical level, like having a, a bias towards action and a bias towards experimentation. Mm. So like I mentioned earlier, like, you know, people start a business and they just want to pour on the ads, pour on the Google ads, pour on the Facebook ads, pour on the Instagram ads, and it doesn't work. And it's like, oh, that didn't work. You really have to like fire bullets and then fire cannonballs. So really Mm. trying to like have this ethos of experimentation of, okay, I'm just going to like try this, see what happens and then learn and then do it again, see what happens and then learn. And then like constantly iterating through that process over years is how you figure out what works and how you build something that works for you as a business owner and works for your customers. Powerful. I love it, Brian. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, I just want to make sure that we've covered all of our bases in regards to GreenPal. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, the onboarding process, whether it's on the side of the customer or let, let's start with the side of the customer. How, you know, how do they jump on? And then, and then also to the other side of the business owner who wants to jump on the app as well. Yeah. So to your point, it's a multi-sided marketplace. There's two mm-hmm. customers. There's the mm-hmm. homeowners that need this service done. And then there's the service providers that can fulfill that. Mm-hmm. So for the homeowners, it's kind of like we make it dead simple. They need to be able to sign up in less than a minute. So mm-hmm. all they have mm-hmm. to do is pop in their email, pop in their, their address for their home, and they'll get five quotes back from lawn mowing services in their neighborhood in wow. less than 60 seconds. Now, wow. it didn't start that way. Uh-huh. Uh, our first year, it was like 
somebody would sign up and then we would be calling people. Hey, there's a lawn over here. <laughs> you know, it's like 10 miles from where you're at. You know, do you want to mow it? And like, you know, we were hand cranking this stuff in the background, mm. but now by seven years later, we've built the technology and built out the marketplace to make that kind of magical experience happen. So mm-hmm. for homeowners, it's, we, we're constantly trying to search out the friction and kill the friction for them to be able to get on board a super quick re and get good quality quotes from good quality service providers and hire the person they want to work with super fast, 10 times faster than doing it the old way. Mm-hmm. And then for service providers, we have to like have just a little bit more friction on their side because we have to, we have to be able to vet these folks and understand, mm-hmm. okay, they are in the lawn mowing business. They uh, are who they say they are. They will mm-hmm. do a good job if they're hired. And so like on the front end, we have to do things like look, look at their equipment, do a bank check, uh, look at customer references, uh, look at these basic fundamental things to make sure that they can even you know, be in the lawn mowing business and, and have a shot to use our platform. That's mm-hmm. like step one. And then they go through a rigorous process in terms of we measure how often do they show up on time? What do the reviews look like uh, yeah. for the homeowners that are hiring them? How often do they get booked a second time? Because if you get booked the first time and you don't ever get booked again, odds are you, you're not very reliable or you're not doing a very good job. So we use all of this data to kind of screen out the the poor performing service providers and promote the good ones. Mm-hmm. So when you're a homeowner and you come onto the platform, you just get a delightful experience and you sidestep all of that BS of having to do it the old way. I love it. And I think for the service provider side, it gives them that uh, motivation to uh, keep providing custom, like good customer service. And right. so it's good that you guys have that uh, check, and, check and balances for them um, because they, you know, of course it's easy for the homeowner to get started, but, you know, um, in order to uh, maintain the reputation of the app, you need to have quality service on the other side. And so um, I know that you uh, like to describe the app as like the Uber for lawn care, but I think what you've done is genius. You know, it's. It, I, I think to create this kind of model is just absolutely genius. And um, obviously, I you know from what you're sharing so far, it took a lot of thought and trial and error and experimentation um, to really get it to where it is today and making it really convenient for homeowners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and to your earlier point, you know, the, the accountability for service providers, you know, it's, it's a lot of times if, if you're starting a business from scratch and it's your first time, you mm-hmm. need a little bit of accountability. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, whether it doesn't matter what business you're, you're in, you know, maybe you hire a coach that you check in with once a month mm-hmm. um, for $100 an hour. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you uh, you like just tell a friend or a family member, hey, I'm going to do these things by next month and, and I'm just shooting you this email to hold myself accountable. Mm-hmm. Like I, that accountability is important no matter what business that you're in. And so for the lawn mowing business, a lot of these are new business owners. That little layer of accountability is like, hey, if you don't show up tomorrow and cut Mrs. Smith's house mm-hmm. for the $38 that you quoted her, mm-hmm. your reliability rating that you have is going to go down. Mm-hmm. And so that layer of accountability is helpful for, for everybody to, to get value out of the platform. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, but that's not what we, you know, we didn't have that day one. You know, mm-hmm. we had to like, we had to discover that as we just got the first dozen users, then we got a hundred yeah. users, then we got a thousand, then we got 10,000. As you go through these different levels of the game, you then get more and more knowledge, more insights, and you can, you can just apply them right back into what you're doing. Yeah, Absolutely. Brian, I feel like I squeezed out a lot of knowledge and wisdom from you today. Uh, before we get going, I just want to make sure that I've covered all my bases. Is there anything else you want to share to our listeners um, who are small business owners and entrepreneurs? Any parting advice for them? 
Yeah, you know, if you're if you're thinking about starting a business, you know, get in the game, you know, mm. to get started on something. Like a lot of people, I think, don't uh, get started because they don't want to be seen at the bottom. Like, wow, don't even yeah. worry about that. Like, <laughs> get in the game because only when you're in the game is the only the only time you can win. So get in the game. Put me in the game, coach. Like, literally get <laughs> in the game. <laughs> so that's my advice to people who are just getting started. If if you're in business and, like, yeah. you know, you're going through this COVID thing and, mm. you know, it's like the, the way to win is by not giving up. You know, the time is going to pass, you know, 10 years is going to go up in smoke. If you can stay in business for the next 10 years, you'll be glad you did. So, so get in the game and don't give up. Yeah. Brian, you're so much fun. Thank you for our conversation today. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And again, to our listeners, this is Brian Clayton. He is the CEO and founder of GreenPal. You can learn more about him and maybe even download the app at yourgreenpal.com. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.